Whether you are rich or poor, your expected contribution is prayer. And if you refuse to pray for those people that you desire to contribute or help in any sort of way, if you don't pray for them, then you are without excuse for doing nothing profitable to those you desire to help. Welcome to the Living with Synergy podcast. I'm your host and Bible teacher, Colby Cullum. You're joining us on a series called Romans Galatians, Obtaining and Living in Righteousness with God. So far, we've talked about who Paul was, who is the apostle who wrote Romans and Galatians. And his story is pretty cool. So I would listen to the previous episode to get a good idea of where this letter is coming from. But today, we're going to talk about the heart of the letter. We're finally getting into reading what Romans and Galatians are about. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 1 and Romans chapter 1. And we'll start with Galatians 1 verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me, to the churches in Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Romans chapter 1 verse 1 says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel of God was promised and foretold through the Old Testament prophets and the Old Testament scriptures. What is the gospel of God? It is the good news of Jesus Christ, the mission of Jesus Christ that was accomplished when he was on the earth and how it even affects us today. Concerning his natural birth as a man, he was born in the line of King David, Israel's greatest king in their history. And more than being in a natural kingly lineage, he was declared to be the true Messiah and the Son of God with power by his resurrection from the dead. His mission was to give himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. Glory to God forever that this was his will from the beginning. And now we have grace and peace from both God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are beloved of God, called of Jesus Christ, called to be saints. And this grace that we've received from God is to appoint us to an apostleship, just like Paul, 
to publicly obey the faith and proclaim his name among the nations. Amen. Let's continue in verse 8 of Romans chapter 1. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. See, Paul always prayed all the time for those in his sphere of influence, without ceasing. Notice that he said, I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers, making requests all the time. And a lot of times it was making requests if he could come and see the people that he was praying for. But let me just quickly read how he begins most of his other epistles. When he wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 1.4, he says, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus. When he wrote to the Ephesians, he said in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, Therefore I also, when I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. When he prayed for the Philippians, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 3, he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. When he prayed for the Colossians, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 3, he says, We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints. Skip down to verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. Again, to the Thessalonians, he prays in 1 Thessalonians verse 2 of chapter 1, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And to Timothy, he prayed in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day. And again to the Thessalonians in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11, Therefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And one more time in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, we are bound to thank God always for you, 
brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you also abounds toward each other. I mean, just looking at all of those different epistles, how Paul began his epistles, he always prayed. His mouth constantly mumbled prayers for God's people. And he always prayed with thanksgiving. But prayer is not a spiritual gift for leaders. It's an expectation for all believers. Paul asked and expected the same fervency and consistency in prayer for himself. In Romans chapter 15, verse 30, he says, Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe, and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you. And again in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1, he says, Finally, brethren, pray for us, that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified, just as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith. And in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18, he says, Pray for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things desiring to live honorably. But I especially urge you to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. And then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15, he says, See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And if you skip down to verse 25, it says, brethren, pray for us. Pray for us. He continues in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, as he's describing the armor of God. He says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. In Colossians chapter 4, verse, verse 2 says, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I also am in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. And then lastly, Colossians chapter 4, verse 12, Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all of the will of God. It was a habit of Paul to pray consistently and constantly without ceasing for the saints, for the church. And then he asked the same thing of them. He begged them. In Romans 15, I beg you through the Lord Jesus Christ that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me. Pray for us. Pray for us. Brethren, pray for us. And while you pray, 
pray without ceasing, like he said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. and Ephesians chapter 6, he says, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. That, that, is, that is good, redundant scripture of just saying, always be in prayer. And in Colossians, he said to continue earnestly in prayer. And Epaphras was an example of this. He always labored fervently for the Colossians in his prayers. See, the Bible is implying that our mouths and cheek muscles should be stretched every day from praying so often. God is not a hyperbole God. When he says to pray without ceasing, he wants us to pray always to continue earnestly in prayer, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, always laboring fervently in prayers. Do not stop. Do not cease. And those incessant prayers are for others. They're not for ourselves. Constant prayers for God's people and God's leaders. And I must admit, number one, I know that I haven't prayed a fraction of what I should. I probably pray legitimately 20 minutes a day. And I'll tell you, I'm awake for an average of 17 hours a day. There's 1,020 minutes in 17 hours. And if I only pray 20 minutes out of the 1,020 that I have in my day, that's only praying 2% of my day. And truthfully... I was rounding up because it's actually 1.96%. Dude, that's pathetic. It's pathetic. God tells me to pray always, and I only pray 2% of the day. And not only that, but number two, my prayers are selfish. They are always focused around me and my family. Now, I worship God. I honor him, and I'm good at that. I, I'm, I'm always consistent with giving praise to God. But when it comes to people, selfish. Oh, I pray for my kids all the time. I pray for my wife all the time. I pray for myself all the time. But those people affect me. They directly affect me, my kids and my wife. I don't pray for any other family members ever. I don't pray for any friends ever. Selfish. Seriously, we are not to merely pray for ourselves. We are to pray without ceasing for others. Man, this is, this is really convicting to me right now. You know, many times I've made a, a comment or even just a thought of how I, I wish I could help this or, or that person. I wish I had enough money to give him $1,000. I, I wish I, I could give something significant to this ministry or to this organization. I wish I had something I could contribute. You do. Pray, you selfish person. Whether you are rich or poor, your expected contribution is prayer. And if you refuse to pray for those people that you desire to contribute or help in any sort of way, if you don't pray for them, then you are without excuse for doing nothing profitable to those you desire to help. Well, I, I want to give, pray. I, I wish I could pray. 
I know, but I don't have pray. Pray for all things. It's so stupid, but I feel weird when I pray for a bunch of random things for random people. Random meaning they aren't things or people that I naturally or ever pray for. But that's exactly how you're able to pray without ceasing. And this is a big world. God has a big church. There's a lot of random people who need prayer. Pray for them by name. Change that 2% of selfish prayer time to 2% of unselfish prayer time. Then up it to 3%. 4, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 50. Do you know how to practically pray without ceasing for others? On the go, under your breath, doing your tasks while you're alert. It doesn't affect your workflow or your schedule. You don't always have to lock yourself in a room or a closet with folded hands and closed eyes. Now, don't discount that. But also understand that prayer is simply continually talking with God wherever you're at, doing whatever you're doing. So let's be like Paul in this and pray for each other constantly. Who are random people and things in your life that you haven't prayed for that you can? Let's start upping our prayer life today. You know, when, when you pray today, I just want you to say just a sentence about a specific person. Just a sentence about a specific ministry, a sentence about a specific thing. You know, uh, I I feel like, and this is so funny, I feel like when I pray, I, I need to be redundant in praying for one particular thing in my prayer, in my talking with God. Like when I pray for my wife, I, I need to, I, I feel like I got to pray this and then this in her life, and then this in her life, and then this in her life, and then this in her life. And I don't feel as productive if I just say one sentence or one phrase. God, I pray for Heidi that she be healthy today. God, I pray for my mom and dad that uh, you keep them safe today. Um, I, I pray for Pastor Orlando that you enlighten his eyes as he's reading the word and give him give him the means of preaching it clearly. I pray for my brother that you would provide for his needs. I pray for Owen, my son, that you would help him with his math today. Like seriously, just literally spitballing each person and thing. Because guess what? That's how you pray for more people. And you and that phrase and that sentence can do a whole lot more than if you say nothing. And I don't want to be guilty of not praying for other people just because I felt weird for just praying little spitball phrases and sentences. You know, who who are random people in my life? Pray for them. God, I met with Robert from church. Um, I pray, Lord, that he prospers this week in his business. God, I met with uh, customer Jerry this last week. I pray that you open his eyes to the gospel. I have a suspicion that he's not born again, Lord, and send people to save him. Uh, I want to pray for my boss, Ethan, that you would give him vision and 
empower him and enable him to lead this organization after your heart. God, I want to pray for my coworkers, Brad, Will, Blaine. I pray for all of them that you bless the work of their hands at work. And I pray that Brad's relationship with his wife grows stronger. And I pray that Will's endeavor to be a pilot would succeed and flourish. Like, are you are you hearing all that? Like, these are coming out of my mouth, and I'm praying these for God's people, and then do that for leaders. Paul said, pray for us. I'm giving my life to preaching the gospel. Pray for us. Pray for your pastor. Pray for evangelists that are out there. Pray for Bible teachers that are out there who are who are giving their lives and devoted time to serving the Lord, preaching his word and preaching his gospel. Pray for them. Well, I feel like I'm being redundant, but I think you get the hint. Why don't you join me by not being selfish in your prayers and let's without ceasing pray all the time thanking God for his people his church his leaders just like Paul did with the Romans until next time may the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all amen